you, you can't rush something that you want to last forever. So you've, you've got to know that actually I want to make these changes for life. Losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real life success stories from normal everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hi everyone, it's Carl here and welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. Today I have a special guest and a story that I'm very interested and looking forward to hearing about. Tracy's from Derby and she has lost over 11 stone throughout her journey and welcome to the podcast Tracy. Hi, thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Yeah, really good, thank you very much. Just trying to stay warm but I'm all good. (laughs) Yeah, the, the, the dark nights, the cold nights are drawing in now I think aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. We're we're just getting to that time of year. Autumn is upon us. 100%. So Tracy, thank you so much for joining me today and for being willing to share your story. It is somewhat different in terms of the, the reasons why you decided to lose weight, which we'll explore and get into. But I'm also very keen to obviously discuss the amazing amount of weight that you have lost as well. So let's get straight into it. But before we do talk about that journey. Would you mind just sharing a bit about yourself, please? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, currently 39, um, as you've just mentioned, live in Derby, um, uh, live with my husband and my little boy, um, working mama, you know, and um, uh, uh, ever around slimmer. Um, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I feel like there's not a great deal to tell you about me other than those things, but I'm you know, sure there is. there's probably plenty more, but yeah, but yeah, that's me. Okay. Thank you. And, and I'm sure there's, there's many layers to you, Tracy, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll unfold and we'll, we'll discover throughout the episode. Yeah. So, not all of them need airing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I don't want to have to flag this as an explicit episode. So let's, no, uh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely let's try not. and stay on the straight and narrow as much as possible, please. Um, <laughs> So Tracy, tell me a little bit about your your lead up to deciding to lose weight and, you know, how that was for you prior to making that decision, please. Absolutely. So um, I am one of what I know is quite a lot of people and, and people I've spoke to over the years have, have had very similar backstories where I was overweight my entire life that I don't remember a point of my life where I wasn't overweight. And growing up as a child, um, my mum, bless her, would tell me that I was big boned. And I thought that was a real thing. Um, you know, you built like your dad, you're just big boned. And after a while I kind of made my peace with that because I just thought that that was who I was meant to be how I was meant to be um and so um going through some uh, female issues in my 20s um and at the age of 25 I was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome um and it was quite a, a blunt diagnosis really they'd done all the checks they'd done all the scans and they told me that that's what it was I was suspecting that that's what it was my sister also has the same my younger sister 
Um, and he, the doctor, the consultant basically just said to me, um, there's not, that you're probably not going to be able to have children. Um, and so that it was just delivered to me just like that pretty much really. And there was the diagnosis and there's the door and off you go really. So I obviously had some insight into to what it was. Um, and I knew it wasn't something that was curable. Obviously, I knew it was something that you can live with. But it was, and at the age of 25 as well, I'd, it wasn't something that I'd ever really thought about in terms of having children. I'd always made a pact with myself. I was not going to entertain the idea of children until I was in my 30s. Um, my mum was a childminder for 27 years, so the house was always full of kids. Um, you know, so I knew that you know, having a child wasn't, it wasn't just a straightforward, oh, look at this cute little baby. You know, there was a lot of work that went into that. And I'd always just decided that, you know, I wouldn't really entertain it until I was in my 30s. So fast forward, obviously, a few years, I actually got married at the age of 30. Um, and then all of a sudden, it kind of just came at me because, you know, going into another chapter of my life and, you know, being married. And it was a, a discussion that we'd we'd touched on previously and my husband had always said to me you know if we can't have babies that's fine we'll just go on more holidays um so obviously after getting married we decided to obviously loop back around have a little discussion about that decided how we felt about it and said you know well we we want to give it a try um and at that point in time i didn't even own a set of scales in my house uh, so i couldn't have told you what i weighed i knew I was overweight. I knew I was obese, very obese. Um, but, you know, because I was happy and I'd always been relatively uh, confident within my own skin, um, I didn't have a body image problem, um, which I know is a very real issue for a lot of people. Um, but it, I was I was just, you know, I, I had amazing friends. I had a wonderful family. I was really happy. You know, I was going through all these joyous occasions in my life and it was just fantastic. So it wasn't something that I felt like I ever really needed to deal with. Um, at the time also as well, I actually worked at a GP surgery and every time one of the nurses would get a new blood sugar monitor, you know, for the diabetes checks or, you know, blood pressure cuff. I was the willing guinea pig, like, yeah, check my blood pressure, check my, you know, my blood sugars, my cholesterol. And they always came back fine. So, you know, when I look back now, I was definitely in denial about a lot of things because obviously they were fine at the time. Hindsight is obviously a wonderful thing. And I look back now and just think, yeah, they were OK then. But actually, had I not made any changes, then they probably wouldn't have stayed that way. Um but just obviously coming back to my decision to start losing weight was I knew that having polycystic ovary syndrome and being told that there was a very highly unlikely chance that I was going to conceive, um, I would probably need to visit a fertility doctor. And with the best will in the world, I can tell you, you know, I was very confident with my, within my own skin. The idea of actually sitting in a consultant's office and him saying to me, you need to go away, lose some weight and then come back. It, I just... I didn't want to feel shamed in that way. So I decided that I would start to try and do it by myself. And and I'll be brutally honest, I did not think it would work. I did not think because I tried years previous, you know, to cut back on things and um, go fat free because that was a bit of a phase for a time. Um, and you know, it lasted about two weeks. And then before you know it, I, I would literally just throw my hands up in the air and just say, I can't live like a rabbit. 
And <laughs> um, <laughs> literally, that was the phrase. And then that was it. I would just go back to eating the things that I loved. And um, so obviously I decided to obviously try, not very hopeful at all, but I figured if I at least tried, you know, and I had a little bit of a log that I'd been trying you know, when I decided to go to that fertility doctor, I'd be able to say, look, I've tried, give me a baby. Um, and that seemed like a fair swap. You know, well, and- I, absolutely. I thought it was a decent trade, to be honest. <laughs> absolutely. So a, a few things there then um, before yeah. we go on. And, and yeah, thanks because it's, you've set out a very good timeline. And, and one, one of the things I say that I'm, it's, it's pleasing to hear at the time is that you didn't have a traumatic you know, younger years, your twenties, through the fact that you were overweight, it didn't seem that it interfered with your life or created a, a level of unhappiness for you. So, it, it you know that that's a good thing, and this is something that I don't know why I had previously just assumed that people who were, were very overweight were just very unhappy with it, just by default. But from Again, speaking I to think... you, and and sorry, I'll, I'll just finish. No, sorry. From speaking to you and, and also the other person that sticks out in my mind was my second ever episode with Steve, who is an amazing guy, but he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, I think it was, and he did that while heavily overweight. And it, unfortunately, his body on the inside was was having a, a very terrible time and he nearly had a heart attack as a result, but he wasn't unhappy. And it reminded me of his story then, the way you just described that going through your 20s, obviously having PCOS and having to deal with that but because it wasn't necessarily impacting your decision to wanting to have a baby in that moment it sounds as though it wasn't really creating a big problem for you for that reason um obviously all the other health conditions and everything that can come with pcos but that may have been a a problem but the the fact that you were told you may not be able to have children because it wasn't a factor in your life at that moment it sounds as though it wasn't too traumatic for you um, I mean, no, no, it was, I, I, I just always thought that there was, you know, I knew that that was a bit of a stopper. So I think I did let it stop me from doing certain things. Um, you know, as, as I've heard from quite a few people that I know, you know, going to theme parks and being kicked off rides. I'd been there, I'd experienced that. So you just kind of stop doing it. You just stop putting yourself in those situations to feel like you're being shamed. Um, whilst there wasn't necessarily that trauma I mean don't get me wrong growing up throughout you know throughout school years sort of my late teens my 20s early 20s um you know there's it's a different time now definitely and it is a lot more acceptable but you know there were harsh words you know over the years put downs and to the point where actually and before I even knew I was actually doing it I would be the one to crack the big girl joke when arriving at a place just so that I'd put it out there nobody could do it to me so I'd kind of built up a lot of defenses without even realizing so I think it never occurred to me that it would be a stopper um to try and want to do this because I think like I say I'd just built up all those defenses over the years to just you know right okay so I'm I'm gonna try I'm gonna try but I, you know, I think the fact that I thought that I wasn't going to get anywhere was a lot down to my inner self-belief and the lack of it, really. Um, I, I just I thought this isn't going to work, but I, I need to show willing and I need to show somebody that I've tried. 
and, and that makes perfect sense. And I think as well, the fact, like you said, you now you've just explained a couple more things about the you know your, your coping mechanisms, the defense of, of making those jokes first so nobody could attack you with it. it. It almost sounds similar to the fact that you said you you didn't want to be told by somebody else, in this case yeah. the doctor, that you have to go and lose weight, otherwise yeah. you have no chance. So you you took it upon yourself to do so. Yeah. And when you made that decision, so if I'm a you're you're around thirty years old at this point, did you say? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thirty. And, you decided, okay, right, I'm going to lose some weight to, to, so to give the best opportunity you could to having a baby. And and what was your, your thought process then, your next few steps that you took in order to actually start losing weight? And, and what was your expectation? What did you set yourself as in terms of a goal? Well, I think the key word here was try. I, I knew I wanted to try to lose weight. Um, and... I thought, okay, so what is going to be the most family-friendly thing I can do? Because there was only two two of us living in the house. I didn't want us to be, you know, eating on different timetables, different meals. I wanted it to be something that would would be okay for both of us, even though I was the one that was actively trying to lose weight. Um, and so I, I, I Googled it, basically, and um, Slim and World came up as the most family-friendly um, where you know everyone can get involved it's not it's not that diet culture um it didn't mean that I was having to just eat tiny portions of lettuce as I probably previously did or thought that's that's what I needed to do to lose weight um and so I con I looked at the nearest group to myself um the shifts I was working I'd finish work at six o'clock there was a group at seven um just around the corner from work um so I text or rang after, I mean it was a while back now I was talking 2014 um but I I got in touch with the consultant at the time and had an amazing conversation with her and um and you know she was very adamant from the get-go never met me never seen me didn't know my start weight um never clapped eyes on me but quite firmly told me on the phone that absolutely losing weight was possible and that I could actually do it invited me along to her Monday evening group and I remember turning up I still it's one of those life events I think that will stay with me forever is just going that very first night um even down to what I was wearing I can tell you exactly what I was wearing I just remember it so vividly um and just walking through that door and just feeling like about two inches tall like everything was big everything was massive um and just you know, I, I can't believe I'm actually here doing this. Because um, again, I think, you know, prior to anybody going to any any groups like that, it's, you do have a bit of a stigma that, you know, you're going to be sat in a chair, you're going to be told you can do this, and you can't do this, more can'ts than cans. Um, and it just wasn't like that at all. I mean, all the all the promotional information that was set out around the room, I remember looking at it all, and, you know, I'm I'm being really honest now. I looked at all of it and I just thought, cliche, cliche, cliche. You know, all these signs that were telling me that I could eat this and eat this and still lose weight. And I just thought, no, 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 no. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I have to eat my words because, and eat being the operative word here, but I have to eat my words because it was, it, it was all absolutely true. It was, it just fit so well. 
Um, so obviously I went, I had my new member talk, uh, I weighed in. And as I currently said, didn't have any scales at home, was not prepared for the number that I was met with at all. Um, because I genuinely didn't think that I would have weighed that. I actually thought I'd probably weighed maybe about three stone lighter. Um, but I stood on the scales on that very first night on the 10th of February, 2014. And it came up that I weighed 22 stone three and a half pounds and yeah I was you know fr from having a very strong body image you know positive attitude about it to actually in that moment just thinking how did you get here you know that is that is that's a, a number that is a number you weren't expecting to see and it and it, it did quite shock me but even even to this point now I can still say it didn't shock me enough to actually really want to make those changes again like in my head I was just trying I was trying so a fertility doctor would help me out um let me ask so, you a question there Tracy yeah because you, you said you know you, you weighed in heavier than you expected yeah had do you think and, and this is obviously going to be a guess because you weren't weighing yourself previously do you think that's a weight that you had been at for a long time or is that probably do you think something that had crept up to its peak at that oh, moment absolutely um crept up definitely I mean I I couldn't actually honestly tell you whether I'd maybe been heavier than that at some point um um but I genuinely think it did creep up um as I mentioned that was the February it was the October of the 2013 that I'd got married I remember going for fittings for my wedding dress and this was my mentality. And again, I think about it now and I just think, oh, I can't believe that that's how I thought about things. Most people, most brides that I know are trying to get into their best shape, you know, for their dresses and for their big day. Me, I got, I got sort of went to a dress fitting and came away and told myself, well, I can't lose any weight because my dress fits. But I never, never entertained the fact that it, you know, you shouldn't really be gaining it either. And the, even the morning of my wedding, one of my bridesmaids was, and if you can actually picture the scene, it was a lace-up dress. If you just imagine that she basically had her foot on my backside trying to lace me into this dress, I had to take a ten-minute breather on the balcony of a hotel in October. It was a crisp morning, let me tell you. I was stood outside sweating. I had to wait there for 10 minutes so they could then go back and try again. I think that's the 10 minutes was more so that she could have a breather because it was some effort getting me in that dress on that day. And again, it was just nothing that I'd ever considered. I just remember thinking, can't lose any weight. My dress fits. Just Wow. Yeah. That's, you, 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 you're a very good storyteller, Tracy. You're, you've, you've put that picture in my mind very, yeah, very well. Yeah, and I apologise for that. I absolutely do. Not at all. Not at all. So then you weighed in. Yes. You, at this stage, I'm going to call you, you know, a little bit on the fence still, a bit of yeah. a non-believer, not yes. really sure. But, you know, you, you had the intention of trying because you and your husband wanted a baby. You wanted to start a family. And, and this was going to be, I guess, in your case, the only way to really increase your chances of it happening. Yeah, absolutely. There was, in my mind, it wasn't going to happen naturally. Um, so... Obviously, to make that happen, I would have to go and beg and plead somebody. And I I knew I needed to obviously take in a bit of a bargaining chip. And for me, that was 
in a way of my slimmer world but with my weights in there that was going to be my bargaining chip um but I still didn't expect to actually lose weight which is which is again very strange and very different from a lot of people a lot of people could walk through those doors to those groups and they are so determined they know what they want they know how they're going to do it they're arming themselves with all this information to go away and do it I came away and for the first couple of weeks I literally sat there going I want to go to the chippy um again that's how I my my where my head was at with it but I didn't I'll just say that for starters I didn't because I thought you know I need to give this a shot and it's a very very weird thing to say but I think because I felt like I wasn't doing it for me I was doing it for another purpose that's why I needed to try because if I've promised something to anybody I will absolutely do my utmost to make sure that I keep that promise so for me knowing that I would potentially have to go and see a fertility doctor I thought I need to you know make this unspoken promise that I will try um and so yeah I went away I'd obviously got all the information that I needed and you know I was religiously going through my book and checking things and and basically learning as I was going because it's a lot to take in in one night um and I remember taking my book into Tesco and being stood there thinking okay and just thinking right where do I start what what can I have and you know before long I was realizing there was absolutely a massive range of things that were available to me to eat well still enjoy my food which was a massive one and and lose weight and I rocked up the following week and I'd lost eight pounds in that week and I, I was just baffled so I'd gone you know first proper week there and I'd walked out with a half stone award and I was like I, this is this is a little bit epic um, that's great really and, yeah. and it's something that you know this was probably the proof you needed between that first visit and going back and thinking okay so yeah this does work I've got to say, I think it was it was probably third or fourth week that that actually that mentality really okay. kicked in. The second week I went in, I'd lost another four pounds, so I'd lost twelve pounds in in two weeks. Um, I think the third one I'd maintained, and then the fourth week I actually picked up my stone award, and I think it was then, um, you know, a, <clears throat> a solid stone off, and that that was the point I think that I just thought. I'm actually doing this and I'm actually, I'm, you know, I'm actually losing weight quite well. And, and it, again, it's that self-belief because I just didn't have it. I didn't have it, but I'd had an amazing consultant that absolutely had it for me and knew that I could do it. So, you know, it, 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 it went from there and, you know, week on week there was losses, you know, as the months were ticking by, I was picking up awards. And I've said this quite a few times to a few people, but, it was actually a bit of a sad thought, really, that after a few months when I'd, you know, I was, I was losing a few stones and feeling a lot better in myself and about myself. Um, and the thought then crept in that actually, for the first time in my life, I actually felt like I was doing something that I was good at. I'd never felt like I'd done anything that I was good at before. And no. that was and that was just something that I would never have expected to have said, like me and weight loss. And I was actually doing pretty well at it. But that, yeah, that was that was a quite a realization moment where it was just, yeah, I actually feel like I'm doing something I'm good at. And not only that, I think it's something 
the fact that you're doing it, although not directly for you. That's how it ben- felt, yeah. The benefits that you would feel as that time went on in terms of your health, in terms, you know, and you probably started finding day-to-day things easier to do and yeah. you know, more energy and you, you probably caught yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, okay, you know, you're starting to see differences. And this kind of thing, like, especially because you didn't set out to do it directly for you, these yeah. secondary benefits that were impacting you, I think are fantastic because it, it, and for you to say, obviously this was one of the first times you'd really stopped and thought, okay, I'm, I found something you're good at doing. I'm sure there are plenty, plenty of things throughout your life that you have been good at doing, but this for you was a realization and, yeah. and whether or not you'd kind of protected yourself or protected, you know, your feelings from being able to admit that you might be, or, or, or just even really being willing to, have a risk of saying okay I'm going to do something I might be good at I might not be mm. um a lot of the time we, we'd rather just not push outside our comfort zone Absolutely. but you were doing it yeah and so that was probably why it was such a, a big moment for you I would imagine it, I mean it, it massively was and even now all these years later I, I still look back and just think did that really happen <laughs> did I did I do that that is it's, it's I it still blows my own mind to be honest no, and it's a, a phrase that my dad tells me sometimes is, is, and I'll probably absolutely butcher it now, but it's, uh, don't worry about how you're going to do something, do it, and then look back and wonder how you did it. Wise words. And yeah, yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. It's one of his few wise words, at least. <laughs> um, but <laughs> love you, dad. Yeah. Um, in case he listens to this ever. Uh, but from there then, Tracy, let's move forward a little bit. So you yeah. started losing weight. You're picking up these these awards, hitting you know one stone, two stone, and with the objective in mind that at one point you wanted to try for a baby. Yeah. So so how did that? Obviously, you, you've already said at the beginning that you have a little boy called Joe. So I'm I'm guessing it worked out quite well for you. Yeah. So, the spoilers in there, isn't it? Right from the get go, the spoiler that, is in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay, but I, I would like to hear more about the. Um, the, the, how that happened and, I, and we said it's not an explicit show so when I say yeah, how it I happened gonna... <laughs> you know what I mean I okay. do I absolutely do and I'm going to keep it on track Carl don't worry I feel like I'm blushing um, <laughs> um, I um, so obviously as the months had gone on and um, I had got to it was the 1st of October see this is my imprinting brain it remembers all these dates the first of october and i'd come home from work a girl at work had had a bit of a sickness bug she'd just come back in um and i came home i was absolutely shattered uh which again was a bit of a new thing because i was so used to being full of energy because obviously eating right and i I just felt so full of energy and you know i was more active and doing more things and I just felt absolutely shattered, which just felt a bit off and a bit queasy. And um, it, originally the plan was um, that I was going to lose weight for a good few months. I was actually going to give myself a year and then go to, and try with the fertility doctor because I just thought that's not putting too much pressure on. See how you get on. I was losing weight well. And actually I was daring to dream because when I went in on that first night, my consultant asked me, you know did I have a target in mind and if if she'd have told me in that moment you'll go on to lose 11 stone I'd have turned around walked out and never gone back because it was just too it just felt like too much so I never set a target 
but actually as I was you know losing weight quite well um it was something that I thought okay so I'm just going to aim for that next stone and aim for that next stone and I kind of knew where a healthy weight would be so I had a bit more focus but um at that point, 1st of October, I'd lost just over six stone. So six stone, four pounds at that point. And when did um, you start in Slimming World? Which It month? was the 10th of February, 2014. Of the same year. So the that's same year, all so happened in months. the same year. So you had an absolute blinder of a summer. Yeah. yeah. Losing weight and you'd lost over six stone. Yeah. So at Fantastic. that point, I was wow. six, six stone down. And so, yeah, felt a bit queasy, felt a bit tired and just thought this doesn't, I, you know, maybe I've got the tail end of, of this sickness bug or, you know, I'm starting with something. And I just thought, right, we're not going to get overexcited. I had some tests in the bathroom and I thought I'm just going to, this genuinely just going to do a test to rule it out because I don't want that thought in there thinking that it might be a possibility when it's probably just a sickness bug. Um, and so it, I went and I did the old stick thing and left it on the side for a minute or two, came back to it and just thought, well, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't there before. Um, and yeah, it, it came up and it was positive. And um, to this day, my husband will tell people that I shook it in his face. And um, in reality, it wasn't. I literally, to my knowledge, held it at, at him, but was shaking um, and, and said, it's positive we're pregnant and and his response was I knew it I knew you were I don't know how because I didn't um but yeah um how wonderful then that realization was that just through losing weight I had managed to conceive naturally I was pregnant naturally that's amazing that's really amazing and especially the fact that you thought even even as part of this journey at some point you thought you'd have to go to a fertility clinic and, yeah. and that would be in itself a, its own challenge and a difficult moment. But the fact you were able to do it and quite unexpectedly as well by the sounds uh, of things. Yeah, very, very much so. It wasn't because again, when somebody tells you that it's, it's pretty much not possible, um, you, you kind of just take that away as that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, and I knew that, you know with the best will in the world a fertility consultant would only be able to tell us so much you know whether it was definitely you know what our options were I I wasn't actually expecting it to be and I kind of think as well because there wasn't that pressure associated with losing weight and just trying it wasn't I can't say there was an active trying process at all it was you know I'd kind of got quite into the whole healthy lifestyle and I was just enjoying that so Mm -hmm. it 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 was a bit blindsiding really because I was expecting to you know go the following year to go and start making appointments with a doctor and having those conversations and then to not having to have them was just astounding of course and and I think you you just mentioned that about not being under that pressure because when you're actively looking to to get pregnant and have a baby and this this was true in in my wife and I's case because um she she fell pregnant but unfortunately miscarried quite early on and then we made it it was our mission after that happening to try and get pregnant again yeah and month after month when it wasn't happening it the it's just it's disappointing and difficult and then every single month you know as as she'd get a period we'd like oh 
again and, then and you it's have to wait. and it's it's tougher than the month before it's you know you, exactly. that, you're building it up every single month and it just it gets harder um absolutely and 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 then as the months go on it becomes more of a chore and less of like something to be excited about and it's very difficult it's, it's something that I, I never expected it to be yeah. um but in the end, it, it happened. We've got two boys now, so and, and we're very, very lucky, and um, you know, count our blessings every day for it. But you mentioned the pressure there; it really resonated with me. So, I mean, fantastic! Congratulations as well, uh, because you managed to do it. So, you lost six stone. Yes. You're pregnant. Yeah. And and then you went on to have a, a normal pregnancy. Um, I because I was still classed as overweight. Um, uh, obviously you know, the maths is pretty easy from 22 stone, you know, losing six, we're still at 16 stone. So that's still quite heavy. I'm five foot seven. So um, it, it, I was um, consultant led throughout my pregnancy, which in a way, I felt a bit more reassured, because it meant that I was having those conversations. And actually, as I mentioned, I was working at a GP surgery where I was registered. So the midwife was in, so, you know, in between patients, if she had five minutes, she would let me listen to the heartbeat, you know, just during the working day. And that was really nice. So I was consultant led, but I was also because obviously knew the midwife, worked alongside her. She asked me if um, I would be a case hold for one of her student midwives um, who was obviously going through her training. So I met with this student midwife called Vicky and she came to every scan you know this was when you were allowed to bring a party of five into a scan room which obviously I know that you're not these days but um you know she came to every scan she came to every appointment and um it was actually Vicky that caught him when he flew out um in the end so it you know it was it was really nice so yeah it wasn't um it was a normal pregnancy up until about 35 four weeks and I was due to be breaking up from work I was taking some annual leave so I started my maternity leave early and um it was supposed to be my last day in at work actually and I had a horrific 24-hour thing where I was violently sick and felt like I was being split down the front of me with a dagger it was awful so I'd, I'd obviously contacted the hospital the pregnancy assessment unit they said obviously just keep your fluids up with but with with all due respect tracy if you've got something we don't want you bringing it into the hospital which i get so yeah, it course. was it was just keep your fluids up baby will be fine don't worry and following on from that i went in to fulfill the last few hours of before me breaking up on the monday and clear my desk out ready for my maternity leave and um my hands were itching really bad my hands and my feet were just really itchy and one of the girls in the office said um I think it's got something to do with your liver um and I just went oh interesting and later on that night I'd gone for a shower and I'd scratched my chest so much because it was so itchy I'd literally cut myself I'd drawn blood so made an appointment went to the maternity uh to the uh, the pregnancy assessment unit they took my bloods and I had obstetric cholestasis which is a raise in the liver in your liver levels and so I was on medication for the last six weeks which meant that that they said that they would not let me go over my due date so I had to go in be induced um but yeah went and did that was in for two days felt like two years it was like a prison stretch um and then, you know, two days later, finally had this baby boy 
put on my chest this amazing wonderful being that I just it, it was like looking at a unicorn is the only way I can describe it because I just never imagined that I would be at that point I mean I've gone through the pregnancy and obviously most people as you know yourself when you're going through a pregnancy you know there's a baby at the end but just to actually see this baby this little face that I thought I would recognize and I absolutely didn't I just thought who are you um and yeah so uh, the 21st Such of May gift, 2015 really. Jerry came into the world that's fantastic really yeah. such a such a lovely story as well but that's not where it finishes is it no. because you then went on <laughs> and lost even more weight and, yeah. and I, I think we're gonna have to do a part two on this but I, I want to hear more about it now we, we can just have an extended episode I don't mind okay. this is this is too good to, to stop <laughs> so um so you had Joey yeah and so the entire way through my pregnancy I carried on going to group um you know my meals were absolutely spot on but my um want for cake was just massive so there was a lot of cake consumed during my pregnancy and um but when by the time I'd had Joey um I was still lighter than when I'd started the previous February I was still you know I put weight on during my pregnancy but I, I still wasn't up to my original start weight when I first started losing weight and I left it a couple of weeks after I had him and I just really had this overwhelming feeling that I just wanted to get back to that lifestyle because I felt so happy doing it previously and it just made me feel so good and now you know the the why had changed ever so slightly it was still all about him but it was more so that actually I don't want to be an unhealthy mum I don't want I want to be able to do those active things with him I want him even from this point now in years to come I still want him to look back and know that mummy got involved and she did all of those things and so you know my perspective shifted a little bit but I went back when he was just a couple of weeks old um you know with with clearance from my GP and with welcome arms from my consultant and I used to go every week and take my lovely little boy with me um and yeah, so I, I, I went and by, so he was born May 15 and by the, when was it? Oh, it was sort of 13, it was like July 16, I picked up my 10 stone award. So That's just incredible. only sort of just, 14 months after he was born. And just for the fact that you, you chose to go back so soon as well, because I hadn't considered that until you, you mentioned it, but... There could have been, and I'm sure there have been cases as well where people have lost weight to get pregnant or, you know, after having a baby. Yeah. The last thing that they're concerned about, especially if your your main goal for losing weight was to have a baby and to get pregnant and it's happened now. Yeah. There could have been another you who said, well, it's done now. That that was it. But I, it sounds I like highly you... expected that to be the option I would have taken. I really had. But because I had fallen in love with that lifestyle and how healthy I felt and how energized I felt and let's be honest there is no more need well there is no bigger need than to feel energized than when you have just had a baby because you are absolutely on your knees knackered so I it was I I kind of had this discussion with myself where I I felt like I was at a crossroads and it was a case of right okay I, 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 
I, I think I look back now and I think it might have been like a bit of a baby blues moment where I just didn't feel like me because obviously I'd handed myself over to this small human being to cater to his absolute every whim and I didn't feel like I was me or I was doing anything that made me Tracy and the last time I remember feeling like me was when I was living my healthy lifestyle feeling good and and that was that was why I knew it was really important actually for me and my mental health that I actually got back into something that I knew I would enjoy I knew would make me feel good and that's what I wanted. I wanted to feel good as a new mum. I wanted to be happy for him, you know, so that my mental health was the best it could possibly be for him because he deserved that. You know, I'd worked so hard to get him here. I didn't want to risk at any point feeling like I'd let him down. And so that that's makes perfect sense. That's why I went back as early as I did, really. And and then you picked up your ten stone award, which is is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Really. So stayed there for stayed there for a few months and decided maybe there was a bit more to give. Got my ten and a half and did the same thing again. Stayed there for a little bit and then you know went back and and then eventually picked up my eleven. Um, which if you'd have told me that on night one, I would have laughed in your face, really. Um, and, and this is, I think, important for a lot of people yeah. listening to to keep in mind that. The story you've just described, whether they're looking for a baby or not, yeah, it's something that no, bat, no matter how big that mountain is, and, and I say this quite often that you know you, you don't and shouldn't expect to wake up the next day and and it's all gone and you know you've hit your target. It is something that you're in it for the long haul, and it, not just yeah. in it for the long haul. You're you, you're you're there to really make a change to your life, and I think that's something that. I have come to realise more recently in the last few years rather than in the beginning. I think when starting to lose weight and wanting to lose weight, people think it's a short-term thing, that you're going to just do it for the short-term, get where you want to be. But actually, you you need to adapt for life. It's got to be, you know, you, you can't rush something that you want to last forever. So... You've, you've got to know that actually I want to make these changes for life because it isn't just a chapter. It isn't a chapter. I mean, it does make for a chapter when you're on that journey, but actually it is a lifelong thing. I agree completely. And I think it's it's something that it can sound quite daunting. Like if you say to somebody, yeah. okay, you know, you, you want to lose weight, you're in it for life now. Yeah. And a lot of people, that'd be enough to turn a lot of people away, I imagine. But there has to be a realisation as well, which for most people at the beginning of their journey isn't possible, is that that no. journey doesn't even feel like an effort after you've changed those habits. That's, and it that's just it. becomes day to day. Yeah. And there is that great saying, isn't there? You know, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just the first step. And for me, that was very apt because it was, I couldn't see past that first step. I just needed to get on that first step and then, and then carry on. Of course. And, and that's really, that first step is, is the only thing I'd say people need to be focused on just to get to that first step and then look at the second one. A hundred percent. And you know what? I would gladly hold anyone's hand who wanted to get on that first step because 
it doesn't have to be that massive staircase that people think that it might be and that puts people off doing it. I mean, again, I look back and that's potentially what put me off. I just thought that's a whole lot of work. You know, I am a big girl. That is a whole lot of work. Um, but broken down, you know, that, that time passes anyway. So working towards something like that was just, it was the best thing that I ever did for myself. I'm really happy for you, Tracy. And Thank you. Um, do you have any other advice or anything that you'd say to anyone who who's looking to lose weight or maybe at the start of their journey? I mean, I, I appreciate that absolutely everybody does it for completely different reasons, um, you know, and and there's there's a whole range of of of, <laughs> of of ideas in people's heads about what it might be like, or or you know, or I've tried before and it didn't work, and do you know. I, I used to say this to um, a lot of people, which is, you know, it only has to be the last time, one time, you know, actually making that commitment and actually getting started. Just that first step is is way better than if you didn't take it. And, you know, you you, you can't regret being good to yourself. You can't. Very wise words. And it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so to you much. Today, Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I, I still think there's there's more topics and things we could discuss. And especially, I mean, the fact as someone who was diagnosed with PCOS and have, have battled through that, uh, especially to, to get pregnant. Now, it's not something I'm going to say I think is a guarantee for everybody. No, who, of course not. But I'm very happy in your case it was something that happened. And I think you did it by giving yourself the best chance for it to happen in that environment to for a baby to to be able to grow and and, and for it to happen so congratulations there um I, I wanted to ask as well yeah because i follow you on instagram and, and i really like your account I'm and so sorry. give the opportunity to, <laughs> <laughs> i give the opportunity to all the warriors who have been on an episode to share those details would you like to share that with the audience Oh, I, my name changed recently and I'm not sure what it is. I think it is Tracy1983 underscore SW. You're absolutely right. It is. Oh, I have it, it here in front of me. So, yeah, I, I always put a link as well in the episode so people can click that and find you. But, yeah, it's Tracy with an E, yeah. 1983 underscore SW. And I, I just think it'd be absolutely brilliant for people to go and have a look at your journey and uh, have a look at your before and after photos some of the lovely food you cook and uh yeah and I'm, I'm sure if anyone has any questions you'd be more than happy for them to reach out to you as well always absolutely yeah there's a whole bundle of madness on there and you know i throw in some nice pictures of, of joey so as well <laughs> makes of me course, happy the, the most important part that i missed out sorry joey <laughs> no, um, no, he won't be offended trust me <laughs> we, we don't have to tell him this part um okay so that's fantastic. And Tracy, that just leads me to say welcome to being a weight loss warrior. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to have you part of the uh, podcast and, and you now have your episode. So thanks again. It's been Take a pleasure. Care. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. 
Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.